Welcome to the Great People to Know podcast, produced by TriPhoenix Media and sponsored by Asylum Recording Studios located in Dubuque, Iowa. Hello, hello everyone. This is Media Boss Goldie, aka Alonda Gregory, and this is a segment of Great People to Know. I'm sitting down with the glass man. Deshaun Prince Ace. He's going to introduce himself and tell everybody a little bit about himself. Uh, well, well, um, I should say I'm Deshaun, aka the Glass Man. That's my uh, recording alias right there. I'm the owner of the Glass House Recording Studio, um, in partnership with Asylum Recording Studio. Um, I have a non-for-profit called Vision and Reach, um, and we do a lot of stuff from sports development to showing people how to grow their own herbs and stuff like that. So. That's what you do. That you do that. So <laughs> recently, recently you just got. Uh, we had our Black Expo and we had a Black Excellence Awards, and it's still a buzz, right? Yes, I don't think is. people knew that this stuff was happening. So this was a third year, and you had a chance to get an award for Trailblazer, and not just because uh, you being you know owning a business, it's because of the work you do inside the community. Okay, so I need tell everybody a little bit about that. Uh, my biggest thing is that. I basically base it off of like the stuff I didn't have coming up. So like, for instance, like we have a baseball team and it's a lot of kids in the community that didn't even know they liked baseball because one, it either costs too much or they just never been exposed to that. So I'm just trying to expose kids to something different and show that like, there's nothing wrong with being a rapper, but you don't have to be a rapper or a basketball player to make it out of, your community is a plethora of other things you can do to succeed in life. So Yeah. So the baseball team, it sounds to me, you're very passionate about it. And the baseball team actually helped build sportsmanship, character. That's something that a lot of kids didn't grow up with. I remember in my dinosaur, in my prehistoric times, way before you were born, we used to have all types of teams. We had teams, the grownups were even having, you know, little league, not little league, but softball teams and things. I have cousins in Chicago. They just won a championship. They was here in, in Iowa last year and they won a championship for softball in the softball league, right? So these are type of things that kids get to see and this sportsmanship is fun and you get to meet new people and network. So people, this is also networking. Yeah. Uh, so when you got that award, were you, first of all, were you surprised when you got the award? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I, it took a lot for me not to cry. <laughs> I'm emo- I be trying to act like I'm, well, now I'm an emotional teddy bear and it definitely meant a lot because this is other people in the community who does stuff. So just as, cause, we do things and feel like we're not being recognized for it. So for someone to recognize us for it, it's like, man, someone do see it. So yeah, I've been on the high horse ever since. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's where we, we set out to do that. And that was the purpose of having the Black Expo was to highlight black businesses. And a lot of people did not know. They know they were saying they didn't know they can attend. You know, it's a, still it's only the third year. We have a lot of building to do. But the Black Excellence Awards was the biggest highlight. I think we're going to continue doing that. Even if we don't do the Black Expo, we're going to keep doing that Black Excellence Awards because it we got to, and we had um, the trophies made by oh, Gail Shavano. Yeah. Trophies. She also made this necklace I got on. Um, so she's awesome. We're working on another piece with her. So she is an awesome contributor to our community. She's very mindful and she knows that there's more to be done, more work to be done. So you being a, t- a trailblazer and you came down, um, you used to be an intern. Yeah. You know, so so we, before I segue into that, I want to talk about how 
asylum recording studios came here well no came was here in in iowa you know we we came from Pl- plainfield not we but in plainfield illinois but when you started how did i even how did i even happen that you even started working uh with mr zills in asylum um it was a guy named uh red um and not fmg red because i know it's two reds it's another guy named red and he was telling me like man you got to meet this guy named matt um he an engineer he cold oh man ain't nobody else i'm gonna call this <laughs> <laughs> and then i heard some stuff he did i'm holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then like uh red sent like showed him some of my mixes and he was like impressed on what i was doing out the house and mm-hmm. we finally met and we talked and it just like hit off from then been a yeah. long journey since then he definitely like i was I'm, I'm good at certain stuff mm-hmm. and, but i definitely adapted a lot of what zeals taught me and molded myself around that so that's why any chance i get i definitely get credit to them because mm-hmm. i say like i'm one of the best and i say i'm one of the best because honestly i feel like he's the only one that's better than yeah be yeah you know what and there's always room for for improvement and right. and i know you've uh, been down here and you established glass house i totally forgot about red i forgot all about that introduction <laughs> that's how long we've been here i totally forgot about that introduction because i kept trying to figure out like yeah we met him because and now i'm thinking that was and that's not even who we met you through mm-hmm. i was telling somebody a whole different story i don't even think you know the person that i was talking about so <laughs> but anyway uh thanks for clearing that up so you all listening you all now know how how he and matt met uh so <laughs> secondly when um you all before we're gonna before we talk about know here how you all came together what was one of the biggest challenges you know being that like i said you open up doors for many other people you you did recording you do you do so much other stuff but we're going to talk about going to get to that but what was one of the biggest challenges when you start interning with uh mr zills what set you on that path like you know what i mean to, to the next to go to the next step because i was like i said i was working out of my house and it's like I felt like artists wasn't taking me serious. Like, he's just another basement studio, you know, type deal. And Mac, like, when we talked, he was like, you know what? Because uh, Matt had a whole structure in the house, like, you guys' house. Mm-hmm. Every part was, was, was part of the studio. It was wires everywhere. And, but it sounded so good. And I'm like, man, what am I doing wrong? So when you get the mix of, okay, you're hearing how this is supposed to sound, and you got these cats that's coming as they please sort of say, not like they coming in and out, but coming as they please, meaning that they want to come and do whatever mm-hmm. they want to do and basically tell you how to do it when all reality, like, you know, it's not going to sound good. So you got that, that mixture. It's not a, always a good outcome. Right. So it's like, I got to do something. Yeah, like I got to do something different. And Matt was to me personally, he was like a low tolerance person. So <laughs> when he gave me that offer, like, you know, let's come down, you know, let's see how it go. Stuff like that. It was like, you know what? They already respect Matt. They they not going to play with him. Like, that's what I'm trying to get. I want that same respect as in, you know what? I'm going to come in here. Let's get work done. Stuff like that. So, it was an easy decision for me, at least. And it, it helped me get to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was telling everybody, like, you're the only black engineer that he had. Right. You know, and know so, yeah, you are. You don't you don't want that, you know, that followed his lead and do did all this other stuff. You know what I mean? And no one else. Everybody else is interested, I guess, because where we are, everyone else is interested, not 
you know what I mean? They interested in other things. And so this is very strenuous and tedious. You have to know what you're doing. You cannot just get behind because there's a lot of buttons over there and over there. And I know this thing right here. That's about it. <laughs> I know this. So when you, um, you've been here, Glasshouse been in this building for how long? Um, unofficially two years, officially one year. Because um, it was the headquarters and oh. I was just basically an employee at the time, but I still was going by okay. Glasshouse. So officially, like, Glasshouse name on the list and all mm -hmm. that good stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, yeah, a year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So when you, you all, you was headquarters, what was headquarters? That was something, yeah. it was you and it other was, creatives here. Yeah, it was um, FMG Red. He had the building. Um, then he had a clothing store. Then he, it was some studios built. And he hit me up like, man, come down, you know, run the studio. Came down, ran the studios. Um, but FMG Red, he got his hands in everything. He, <laughs> from selling cars to grills, music videos, <laughs> everything. He just asked me like, man, you want to take over the lease? Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's how that. that that's how that started. Okay. So, being that you you did and you started Glass House um, and being you were here, how um everybody that don't know the story with asylum coming how did that happen how did it um because uh, i was like i wind up so in order to get to that i gotta say when i was interning at asylum um my wife wound up getting sick so i had she wound up being hospitalized for like six months for her ms so i had to fall back from working in the studio and be like a full-time stay-at-home dad mm -hmm. so i couldn't like fulfill my obligations at asylum. So I started back recording people at home and I'm like, man, you know what? I'm just going to start a recording studio. That way I can get taxes for it at least. So mm -hmm. I know I'm still getting paid and then I still get paid at the end of the year. Cause at that point it went from a two income household to a one income household. Right. And we got four children <laughs> and like, man, it, it wasn't easy. So I tried to maximize, you know, my coin in sales phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had to do, you know what? Being an entrepreneur, you got to be very creative. And yeah, I am strange. in that creative mode right now because rent is due. I got mm -hmm. all types of other expenses that, um, that expo and stuff that we did did not, was not cheap. Exactly. And now I was like, okay, now I need to do, you know, so mm -hmm. you, when you become an entrepreneur and that's your only sole income, that is, that's definitely one of those things that you have to constantly be in that mm -hmm. creative mode to, uh, draw more income in uh, and so yeah and I totally get it a lot of people this is not easy and so when people ask for when people ask their clients to pay them they really mean for you to pay them like they can't just live off of you know you coming in giving them a little bit of money and think that's going to work you, you know it is very you got to be very intentional you want good work you want good products you want good good service therefore you should pay for it. you get what you pay for and if you you know what i'm saying that from you i mean you got them all behind like they have to pay you what you work and like oh, no it don't work like that it don't, no the friendship don't pay the gas lights nope. any of that you can't so, ask none of them for anything if you need something if you get your back is behind up against the wall you can't ask any of them you may be one but you can't ask the your most your clientele you can't ask them for the ones that mm -hmm. won't no deals on the side exactly. you can't ask them for anything so moving forward with the glass house and you operating out of here and then uh asylum moved down here earlier mm -hmm. this year and 
So how does it feel that Mr. Zills came and, you know, he grew out of the other studio and he came here and built this this out for you guys? How does it feel to be in this like, like is, I call this the command, like a space <laughs> command room because all this stuff is up. But how does it? It, it felt good because like before Zills came down, I ain't going to say the guy's name, but he offered me $10,000 to invest in a studio mm-hmm. but this person and there's no disrespect to him he didn't know nothing about running a studio so i really had to weigh my options and going with zills was a way way better option because of i'm getting them like i already had a mentor i'm getting i'm now back to getting a hands-on teacher um i'm back to you know helping with live sounds and stuff like that and he came with stuff you know what i'm saying not stuff like physical you know what i'm saying but he came with with knowledge experience the know-how you know so like it it, it was an easy choice for me at least yeah yeah i mean he well i mean looking at because these and i want you all to know this this is how we tap into our creatives in this in this community and of dubuque these panels that's behind us and it's, it's filled the room is filled with these panels yeah, and these were handmade by gene tully and he's a sculpture here he is a very skilled uh craftsmen um out here so we try to tap into all the creatives and we pay them what they you know what i mean it's just very, this is one of the things i love about the town so a lot of this here that was in the room that was down in the other control room he outgrew the space you know and you all got you know collaborated yeah. and got this you know got this big space for you to work in and i hear that there's another live sound a big sound room ready yeah. to go downstairs that you know mr zills because that's you know that's his thing you know yeah. so you do your thing and you know so now you are operating out of two rooms so how does it feel so moving forward and doing this now that you have um access to you know this, this space that got big and you are in it and uh glass house and asylum working working together so how does it feel when you have other people that's talking to you and assuming, um, how can I say it? Assuming that you all are in competition. Cause I heard you mention that. Yeah, Tell me times. something. I, Cause I'm curious <laughs> to know, like, how did that come about? Like people don't understand how partnerships work. Yeah. It, see, the thing is, I don't know why, but naturally people think just if you're in the same lane, it's automatic competition, which is not because like I do majority hip hop. And R&B, you know, Zills, he does every band that comes to town, you know, so, and, and you know, he does hip hop too, but he rather push the hip hop off to me, not in a bad way. I don't want nobody <laughs> twist my words. Like, no, Zills don't want to work. No, he just know that I'm passionate about, you know, the hip hop stuff. And he be really busy, like all over the place. So for me, for people who thinks that, like, I tell them, like, y'all just got to grasp that. Two goats can coexist. That's the part that people don't understand that people can go coexist without it being an issue or a problem. Never understood that whole competition thing. I, I never, everyone I've, I've worked with you know, to say, did the same thing. Like I bring them in, doing what we're doing. All of a sudden they creating this competition. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought this was a good thing yeah. that we working together. Like, like really competition is good. Like, cause like, like if I do a song with one of my friends, it's definitely competition because we all think we better than each other with ours rapping. But it makes us better. It's not that we're going to... See, friendly competition is great. It's the envious competition that causes an issue. And right. that, that's not down here at all. Like, when you come in, like, we want the energy and the orbit to be perfect. Like, 
we'll turn clients away if their energy not bad. Like we have yeah. no problem with giving people their money back. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is an important thing because some people think they're coming in the doors and they like they all that. And they mm-hmm. because their family told them that they're good. They think mm-hmm. you just gonna be like, Oh yeah, you good. But if you come in here with all that, blah blah and all that kind of stuff, nobody wants to do that because it's going to go downhill from there. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that a lot of people so tell people why is it important to not smoke in a studio? Okay, like you see these these mics, the smoke will rest in the filming within these mics. It'll make the mics clog. It'll make it more muffled. So as when you guys hear this, like this is going to be crystal clear and pristine. It's not going to be that way. The smoke getting it, like you guys can't see the equipment that's behind the camera, but the smoke and stuff will get in there. The faders will start not not moving correctly and stuff like that. Like, And it, and I hate this with a passion because people are like, well, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne is a millionaire. He probably got six mics sitting in the car ready to <laughs> swap them out at any time. So... You can't compare if you if you can't afford. I was taught this young. If you can't afford to replace it, don't break it. And that was one of the things I remember at the hip hop show. One of the first hip hop shows that we did, they were dropping them damn microphones, and I got on there like <laughs> drop another microphone. I'm going up there and drop you, and they were just like they couldn't understand. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're not. You can't replace any of these. Yeah, like, the this, is not be BET. like well, you, you, this is not BET. Like, when you watch you, this is not BET. They like these people drop their own damn mics. You got a mic, you know, it's all those kind of things. So it's so funny that people don't understand that there is a lot to go into the studio yeah. that you all see that other people do not see. They do and they and, just see it look good. Yeah. It's like going to somebody's house and you all want somebody to come into your house and mm-hmm. mess up your stuff. And it's the same thing. So in in uh closing, give us the inspiration like when you got into uh what you're doing with the music and the engineering what was your inspiration to even do that to to even follow through with that it it all started as an artist like i'm a huge michael jackson fan like i can't dance worth nothing though but (laughs) you couldn't tell me i wasn't mike like and then watching this movie and seeing like everything because i can't i'm being honest i came from a abusive household so seeing that and then seeing him become so great is like Man, I can do that, you know? So, and then you start messing with engineers who, I don't even know how to put it. They don't take you serious and stuff like that. So, I actually went to school and I was majoring in business management. And I walked across uh, the the dorm or whatever. And I went to a side I'd never been. And it was the creative arts side. And I'm like, what are they doing? And they was making beats and all that. And I'm and I might want to switch my major. I might want to do this. <laughs> and then it was just a goal from there. So once I graduated um, and got my certifications in it, I didn't even, like, use it right away. I started working at, like, Baba's and Kingston Jerk Chicken. And I just, like, this is not for me. Like, I can't keep seeing myself making someone else rich. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go full-fledged. And this was 2016. Uh, we had just had my daughter. I packed up. We just we had like five thousand in our pocket. Packed up. Me, my wife. She's my girlfriend at the time. Our four kids. We moved out here and actually met Zill in two thousand sixteen. So oh wow, was yeah, it the so, same year? Wow. Yeah, so I believe in the universe doing what the universe does because mm-hmm. it take a big step to just pack up and walk away from everything, go somewhere where you don't know nobody. Yes, and. I, it took time to get here, you know, it was struggles getting here and, you know, but we here. So that's, that's all that matter in my, in my eyes. And that's why I be trying to let the community know, like, 
Stop pushing false narratives. I hate that because that's that's my my biggest obstacle here is to like trying to get the community come together and stop the gossiping and stop all that other stuff. Yeah, well, you know, the only way it's gonna stop that, and I'm glad that you touched on that. My eyelash coming off. Oh, <laughs> y'all got these eyelashes on. One's coming off. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to try to go on my good side so y'all going to see it. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's why I'm glad you touched on that. And before we get off of here, I do want to say this, that um, the only way we're going to be able to stop that is to not entertain it. And a lot of people yeah. don't understand, like, if you, you're working and you're busy, you don't have time to have conversations that's taking away your time to create money, to create mm-hmm. business, to create connections. You don't just don't have time. And when you have those time wasters and a lot of people that have the people that are, that are successful and have money, they do not get into who does what. They read about it. If they read about it, oh, okay, that's entertaining, close the book, they go on about their day. They're not engaging. So I'm glad you touched on that. And this is why he's a trailblazer. You all need to follow Glassman, Deshaun, Princess, and doing what he's doing. And before, once again, before we get off of here, I want to just say, who do you like to thank and give a shout out to and say, you know, oh, all of that? I already know, but just do it anyway. Well, I definitely want to thank you because through the ups and downs you have, like, through whatever it was with the clear hair, we talked and everything always smoothed out. I definitely got to thank Zeus for even giving me the opportunity because I feel like if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have reached the audience Um, that I did. I got to thank Devo. I got to thank. Uh, Sarai because them was some of the two first artists I ever worked with mm-hmm. in the city and like them still my right hands to this day. Um, I got to thank uh Newbury who's my uh non for profit business partner right now. He's taught me a lot of stuff, especially about agriculture. Man, is man a plethora of people, man, that really like helped me through a lot of stuff, and I greatly thank y'all from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, yeah, and shout out to Princess and the kids. Oh, they already know. I, oh, I know, but I wanted to say that's why. That's why I thought you was gonna say first, but he think, oh, like okay, this is the business stuff. You say thank you. So thank you for so much for that. I really appreciate it because here's the thing: we like family. This is like my. I have children, and he is just like one of my kids. I be wanting to strangle him sometime because he yeah, get he get to doing stuff, and I be like, oh my god. And this is pretty much how I feel about a lot of people out here that I see so much potential and so much greatness in them that. It bothers me when I see them do crazy stuff and I know you should know, I want you to know better. And you know what I mean? So when people see me disconnect from folks, it's not because I don't, it's just that, you know what? You're not, we're not ready to be interacting with each other yet. And that no hard feelings. I do not dislike you. Just like with you, when you, when you cussed me out, I'm like, yep. Okay. I'm gonna let them Okay. We're going to go ahead on wait till that get through because I get, I'm not new with that. I get cussed out. I mean, I used to, but they don't cuss me out no more. But I had to learn to stop reacting off emotion. But man. that is cool. That is cool. That is quite all right because that's it is what it is. That's that's how you build relationships because you go around thinking everything is good. Mm-hmm. Guess what happens? You somebody's gonna have this resentment built in and all that kind of stuff. And so then one small thing and all of this stuff come out. You exactly. Thought was cool exactly. That's why I just told somebody when someone say things like they okay with stuff and all of a sudden as soon as something bad happened they start they. Unleash everything that they did for you, all that stuff. So I two years ago, (laughs) (laughs) like if you didn't talk about talk to me about then, it never happened, right? So I just want to say thank you so much for uh, being here. Let everyone 
know how they can follow you. This will be released on Spotify in October. Uh, this is the Great People to Know segment uh, by uh, TriPhoenix Media. But I just let everyone know how they can follow you. Um, no, give all that social uh, media stuff. The Glass House at uh, on Facebook, Deshaun Brown on Facebook, The Glass House on Instagram. And any inquiries, you can reach me at theglasshouse563 at gmail.com. And there you have it, you guys. I want to thank you so much for coming here and uh, and doing this. I mean, up to coming here. This is, just want you all to know, this is the space that he works out of, too. So I'm talking about, I am in their space interviewing him. So I want to thank you for allowing me to be in the space with, with you all to uh, do this. Thank you for putting light on people because... That's something that lacks here. Eddie. Yeah. If you ain't doing it. I don't know. Somebody has to do it. Cause you know what? There are great people to know. And we want to keep building this because people need to know who's who in the community, what they doing, why they're doing it and not to sleep on them because this is a vibrant community. There is so much can be done here. So much that can be done here in the city of Dubuque. So uh, until next time, I am going to keep talking because Mr. Zill's not in here to turn <laughs> this off. So, <laughs> So we want to say thank you all for uh, tuning in to another installment of Great People to Know. This is your girl, Goldie, and I was sitting down with the glass man himself, Deshaun Brown. We want to thank you all so much. Yes. And we until next episode of Great People to Know. Peace. Holla. Later. Have a good day, y'all. That does it for this episode of Great People to Know, a Tri-Phoenix Media production. If you enjoyed our podcast, like Comment and follow us to receive show updates. Do you have an idea for a show topic? We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 563-663-3342 or email us at mediainfo at tryphoenixgroup.com. That's M-E-D-I-A-I-N-F-O at T-R-I-P-H-O-E-N-I-X-G-R-O-U-P dot com. 